Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in plant school. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of Plant School. I hope you guys had a great holiday season and I hope you guys have a great new year that's coming up here. I'll be honest, I love New Year's because it's just, it feels like a fresh start. I know it's so cheesy, you know, you can make goals anytime, right? But I honestly love New Year's and just thinking about all the things that I want to happen and setting those goals. And then also this time of year is just a great time to look back on the past year and I don't know, guys. It's just it's just my favorite. So I hope you guys are enjoying this time of year as well. And today I have an interview set up. I did this a few. Let's see. I did this actually about a month and a half ago with a girl I found on Instagram. Her name is Chloe and she knows a lot about buying plants online, which is something that I'm not very familiar with. And so she gave so many great tips and just so many things that like I would have never thought about. So I really hope that you guys like this episode and learn a lot from her because she has so much good knowledge to share. So without further ado, here is my interview with Chloe. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We are here with Chloe. Her Instagram handle is planted in Provo, and I invited Chloe on because she seems to know a lot about not only just plants in general, but how to buy plants. And so before we get into all of that, I want to ask you firsthand, Chloe, how did you get into plants? Oh, goodness. I try to think about this a lot because I, I have no clue how I started getting into like the collecting of plants. But I do remember when I was a freshman in college, like four years ago, I got in some succulents from Home Depot. I was feeling really sad. I overwatered them didn't have them in a proper pot and I was like okay that was my first experience with like indoor plants and first time keeping them so then when I got married like two years after that so about three years ago I went and got some little plants from probably Ikea because all the apartments in my area are really old and crusty and dusty and I was like I need some life in here it had really good light which I didn't understand at the time and I just knew I wanted some plants. So then as I started getting into plants and looking up a little bit more about their care, I started coming across YouTube videos and Instagram. And I started thinking, oh, maybe I can start taking some cute pictures of my plants. Like, that'd be, that'd be fun. Why not? And now here I am with my 
over a hundred plants. I have no idea how many I have and really getting into the more hard to come by plants that like who I did not even know existed like three years ago when I first started. It's been crazy. So you mentioned that you just started posting pictures. Is that how Planted in Provo started? Yes. And they actually started under a different username. I think it was something like my apartment jungle, my urban apartment jungle, something like that, that was just so long. And then sometimes I like alliteration a lot. I think it sounds really catchy and cute. So I was like, okay, you know, what could I relate to myself and my situation that is catchy and cute and something that like, isn't super related to my name. Cause I didn't know if I wanted to be like really out there or anything yet. Mm-hmm. And then somehow played it in Provo came up and I was like, I think that's that's it. So I changed it probably a week or two later and have stayed the same ever since. And it's grown quite a bit. Like you mentioned before we were talking, it's at 17,000, over 17,000 followers. Yeah. I'm at 17 and a half thousand right now, which is crazy. I've gotten up quite a bit in the last couple months. So what would you say your current favorite plant is? I have to add in the word current because I'm sure it, it changes. It changes all the time. Yes. So my current and probably my all-time favorite, even though I have different different ones that come up, is my green on green variegated Monster Deliciosa Sport. If you've been on my Instagram, it's one I post pretty frequently now because it's quite large. But basically, it instead of having white variegation, like an Albo variegated Monstera, or yellow like the Aurea, it has lime green variegation that gets really intense and strong light. And it's just so, so cool because I don't see it around with a lot of people and I had had no idea how it was going to grow. So it's been really, really fun to watch it grow. And I think that's why I love it so much. Yeah. I've seen that one on your Instagram and it's beautiful. Right. It's, I feel like it's so unique. Yeah. All your monsteras. I don't have one yet. And I'm like, this, you're making me want one. You need one. They're so easy and look stunning. I started even with just a regular green one and it got too huge. So I had to give it to another plant friend. And now I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to move because my monster are getting too big and I can't just give these <laughs> ones away. I need to move. Well, maybe after you go through how you buy plants online, maybe I can buy a monstera. Oh goodness. Yes. <laughs> So as I mentioned, you have a lot of experience buying plants online. I've looked Mm -hmm. at your YouTube channel and you have a lot of really great videos of you like doing unboxings and stuff. Mm -hmm. So just to like get into this, is there a certain platform or like website that you like to use? Do you have a favorite store or maybe a least favorite store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've gotten plants from a ton of different places. I mostly stick to online just because locally in Utah, the plant community doesn't have a lot like an abundance of, of interesting plants and interesting, interesting to me plants. So I get lots of mine online, which is really risky as a first time like plant buyer because it's like, oh my goodness, how, how am I going to get this living thing shipped to me from across the country? And it's it's too hot or it's too cold. So I've gotten most of my more hard to find plants on Facebook, Etsy, or eBay is what I tend to usually stick to. But I've been able to find some cool plants local to me or uh, lately I've been getting into a lot of trades. But obviously if you don't, if you want something that's more pricey and all you have are golden pothos, you might not be able 
to trade up mm. to, to what you want to get. So finding some sources is really important. And it's something that a lot of people ask me, especially because I like to showcase my very good months there a lot. And those are a little hard to come by, even though they're really, really popular. A lot to watch out for, because it is really sketchy, especially if people don't provide like a good form of payment. Because obviously if you pay somewhere locally, you buy something from the store, you have the receipt. If something goes wrong, you can return it. Well, if you're buying from a random person online, you might not get that. Uh, Most people like to go through like PayPal or Venmo. And a lot of people do not recommend going through Venmo or the friends and family option of PayPal because there's no buyer protection. And I have taken a risk with that a couple of times, especially ordering from like out of the country or there are some people I decide to just trust mm-hmm. and that has backfired a few times. It's really the person, the, the people you got to watch out for. But luckily, if you're going through like Facebook, there is review groups that I would definitely recommend being a part of. Because if you search someone's name and I have good reviews, usually you're pretty safe buying from them. I have had a couple experience, like two experiences maybe, buying from people where I saw they had good reviews and I had a terrible time. But it is it is what it is. It all ended up working out in the end both times. But it does feel scary when something like that happens, buying a, a plant that's more than $20 and it's your hard-earned money. Yeah. What is your opinion of um, those like online stores like the Sill, where they're pretty expensive, but they come in like a nice pot? Do you steer away from that sort of stuff? I think that it's a really interesting business idea for sure for them, especially for like businesses and people who don't really know plants and don't want to have to deal with the repotting and choosing like what plants they need to get. I think it's interesting for that, but for a normal person who can buy a spider plant at Home Depot for $3 and grow it when online it's like 15 for them, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know if that price is worth it. But if I had just that flow of money, I feel like, yeah, they're cute. They come already packaged. I have had a couple of people tell me that sometimes the packaging isn't amazing. Like there might be soil coming out and stuff, but I mean, if you are first starting and you just have no idea what you're doing, I feel like it's really smart to get something like the sale or something similar. I see a couple of those. I've never bought from them personally, though, because I feel like I got all the common plants first, Mm -hmm. got them out of the way, learned my mistakes, and then started getting into the adventurous stuff. Gotcha. And for that sort of stuff, you recommend Etsy, Facebook, or eBay? Yes. Yeah. And there are perks and cons to each one. Like Etsy is normally really expensive, like over the market price of a lot of stuff, but you have good reviews. And if something goes wrong, you can always report to Etsy and they can handle it. And usually it favors your side. So that's nice. Or eBay, you get just so many different kinds of people can sell on there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you can bid up. So sometimes you can get a really normally expensive plant for really cheap. Or people just keep bidding and bidding and bidding. And so you see these plants that are like $2,000 on there that you're like, oh, I was really hoping to not spend that much on this plant. And so you just get outbid, which can be really frustrating. And then Facebook, there's a lot, there's a big platform for a lot of people. Like there, some groups I'd recommend are Time to Splurge and Purge, BST. That's a really good group. I feel like it's really popular. So you can find a lot of plants on there that you'd want or... I think the other one is rare and tropical BST. 
and that's good. I, the, those are probably the two most popular ones. People go on Facebook and search plant BST. I feel like those would probably be the first two that come up just because they're really popular and a lot of people in the plant community that are well known and good sellers sell on those platforms. So it's not as risky as like going somewhere where maybe there's some overseas sellers trying to convince you to buy from them and other kind of just things that feel more sketchy. If it feels sketchy, it probably is sketchy and you shouldn't do it. So those groups you mentioned, are they international or is it just like a U.S. thing? Those two are U.S. just because a lot of the sellers are in U.S. and it's hard if you don't have a phytosanitary certificate to even just go to Canada, which thinks they have a lot of friends in Canada and I would love to trade with them over the borders. But unless you have a phytosanitary, it's strictly wherever country you're in. There are a lot of international groups, but the phytosanitary thing is what keeps a lot of people in their country only. I see. So I have to ask what, what has been like maybe your biggest mishap when buying plants online? Oh my goodness. Uh, Well, my most recent one. So this one has traumatized me the most recently. I was buying an Inferium papillolaminum. So it's just got, you know, really, really big name, but it's just got really beautiful lobes. It's dark, it's velvety. It's everything that you could want in an Inferium. And I had a friend who set me up with this lady who I'd never talked to before, but I trusted my friend. So I was like, okay, if he's buying this plant, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it too. It was really cheap for what they were going for. And I really wanted this plant. So I then mowed her red flag number one. I trusted her too soon. Shouldn't have done that. I did, however, look up her reviews on Facebook and she had two or three positive reviews so I was like okay there's no negative so I think I should be fine it took a month for me to get this plant after paying for it which is like very it made me very frazzled having that happen and I wouldn't hear from this lady for one to two weeks at a time and it would be like not not like we hadn't communicated in a couple of days it would be she had messaged me that morning I responded 20 minutes later no response for a week like you just respond, you just responded to me. How so? I felt very worried, and me and my friend who had purchased had were both freaking out. And I had even told her, like, "Hey, if I don't hear back from you, I'm gonna have to write a negative review because I like I don't want people going through this. This is really crazy, especially when you're telling me you're shipping this day and then you don't respond to me for a week. That's really concerning for the amount of money I'm spending. Like that is really concerning." Then she would respond and tell me, "Oh." how dare you threaten me with a negative review and all this stuff that made me very overwhelmed because I'm not a very confrontational person, especially Mm -hmm. to people I don't know at all. Like not even jokey confrontational. Mm -hmm. I will be very neutral. So with all that going down and now I have the plant, it's beautiful. But because of that whole bad buying experience, I've been very like, I don't know if I like this plant because of that whole negative thing. Luckily though, every negative, like even that negative experience, I mean, I have the plant that I paid for. It was just very stressful trying to get it. And she did, the seller did end up working out with, with me, but just stressful. I do not, unless you really know the person you've talked to before, I don't know why I then mode her do the smart thing because it's, it's not fun enough everyone that I've had bad experiences from has been like kind of well-known 
in the plant community, mm. which is a bit concerning. But again, I've only had two bad experiences. So in my three years of ordering plants online, I'd say I'm okay. pretty lucky with yeah, that. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> no, exactly. There've been two really bad experiences, but it's like of all the good experience I've had, I don't think about the bad ones very often. Yeah. So there's that one. What's your other there's that one. experience? The other one, oh my goodness. So I had ordered from this lady on Facebook, very well known, and I had paid for good and, goods and services. So it was like all set up really nicely. It was for a Monstera Aurea, and it was for a cutting of two leaves. So I'd asked her, okay, I want the top leaf and the bottom leaf, not the middle leaf, because it had barely any variegation on it. I was just like, no, thank you. So she's like, okay, here's the shipping. I'm going to ship it like this. It had really nice long aerial roots. So I was like, okay, even though it's not rooted, it has some good potential. And it was for way less than they were going because those are going for really expensive and have been for a long time. So I think I bought them for maybe like $300 total, mm -hmm. which back then I thought was so expensive. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was such a steal. How she, much she are they going just, for normally? Oh my gosh, right now. And now it's kind of a crazy time for plant uh -huh. prices ever since COVID started, but they're going for like probably 500 or more for one oh. leaf. Insane should not cost that much, but like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine getting into plants right now. I'd be, my ball would be hurting, but <laughs> so she ships them, everything seems normal. And then they arrive and they are the stem, not the root. The stem is wrapped in a bag of dirt. The leaves are yellowing and crumpled. Oh, no. And she gave us like a freak. Cause I had went in with a friend. So we were like, okay, only, you know, 150 per leaf that's is that's really good and if we could get them to grow we could get our money back and all this stuff so when they arrived to me I was like oh my gosh what what is this she's supposed to be experienced there was no insulation this was in the summer so it was kind of hot it, it was totally a packing error so I messaged her immediately with an unboxing video and was just like this what is going on like First off, she had sent us the wrong leaves, the ones that we didn't pick out. So it was just, it was the top and the middle cutting. So half of it was right, but I was like, who wants this middle one? Not us. Mm -hmm. So I messaged her, she said, oh, I'm so sorry. If you want to cut it and separate it, you can send the wrong cutting back and I'll send you the right one. Well, I didn't know if I wanted to have another plant sent to me half dead. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you know okay, I'll cut it, but I'm going to really need to think about this. So I cut it, put them both in water to try to be like, okay, what are we going to do? And then when we tried to send them back, she was like, okay, I'll refund you your money after you ship them back. And I received them. Like, that sounds really sketch because what if you decide, oh no, I'm actually going to keep the plant and the money. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And block me. Like, there's just so much that could go wrong. So I was like, oh, I'm going to open up a pay, uh, claim on PayPal I think just to make sure we're both honest and that we yeah. both keep honest because I don't know you and so she got very offended by that and was like okay well now I we have to work through PayPal so I can't keep talking to you on Facebook Messenger we got to talk through PayPal now it's like okay whatever she tried to only refund me for $100 for the $300 plant oh, and she tried man. to say oh well it wasn't this yellow when I shipped it out and it wasn't cut into two pieces when I shipped it. And I said, you told me to cut it into two pieces. And it would have been this yellow if I had kept it because they were dying. They were terrible. 
And so I told her, okay, well, refund me 200 and we'll just call it, we'll just, we'll just call it good. We won't deal with it anymore. And so she immediately accepted that claim. So me and my friend were both out like $50, but I was just glad to be done. It was so terrible. I didn't have that plan and I was considering making a negative review on her, but since she's so well known, I was a little worried about a possible, like, what if she has connections that come to like bully me for this? No, thank you. So I was just, I just left it at that. It was negative. I'll never talk to her again, but hopefully she needs, she's better for other people. I, it's, it's terrible. But so yeah, two bad times. Every other time's been amazing. Most people are competent. If you come up, <laughs> if you go to the incompetent ones, good luck because it's a, it's a whole new thing. Sounds like a nightmare. I have to yeah, like, it, keep telling myself this is like not the normal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and a lot of people get worried about it, but then after you have so many good experiences, then when a negative one comes about, it's just so shocking because you usually don't deal with it. So it's very heart-wrenching for a lot of people to have to go through those those few bad ones when you have so many good experiences, you just don't expect it. Mm-hmm. So someone like me, who's never really yeah. bought a plant, I've, I've bought a few, but not a lot. How would you, like, how would you walk me through the process of doing this for my first time? So online? Yes, online. Okay. Yeah. Going online, I would, I would start probably with looking on like Safari or whatever Internet Explorer, just to look at the plant and kind of learn about what you want, from it, what its care is, what it should look like, because a lot of people will sell stuff that they call it this plant, mm-hmm. but it might not be the correct ID. So is smart because a lot of people that sell plants are just like, well, this is what the grower told us it was. It's not our responsibility to sell it for the right name. And so it's like, it almost has to be on you to figure it out, which stinks, but it's good if you learn about that before, especially when you're diving into some more collector items that aren't as easy to find and to replace. So after kind of learning about the care and learning what you're looking for, I'd probably go through some of those top search results first you know you have NAC tropicals that's really popular and has a very good reputation that's usually the first one to come up and like Steve's leaves is very popular as well as Gabriella plants those are all like probably the top three sellers that I see that run like have their own websites and then if you're looking you're like oh okay I'd like to to compare I would join those Facebook groups just to see what things are going for because seeing something that's only available one time a month on NSC for $20 where it's selling for $40 in real life, or I guess in real life in the market, you're going to be like, okay, well maybe I'll wait for that one time a month when I can get it. But then they all saw it in seconds. So going on Facebook and going through a purge where someone's just listing a ton of plants at once is kind of like the, the a website restock. So it can be really nice to go through and so that you can get really good deals from people on Facebook. Yeah, so I'd probably start with something that's very reputable. Before you start mm-hmm. getting into the, the nitty gritty, uncommon, people you've never heard of and that have not a ton of reviews, I would go with people that are really well respected in the plant community and that lots of people buy from. I usually, I like to look up YouTube videos of people that buy plants. So if mm-hmm. you have like a Steve's Leaves unboxing, I like to watch those things and see, oh, okay, these all ship really well. 
and these are some plants that I really want to buy and they have such a good reputation it's like you kind of get to see what you're getting before you even get it by watching those unboxings so that's probably how I started getting into the online buying things and then of course my friends told me about Facebook and I was like oh what there's this whole community on Facebook where people are selling these plants who would have known because I had just gone on like on Etsy and eBay before that because easy to look up you know Mm -hmm. my first online order I think was through Etsy and it was for a Burl Marks cutting arrived in like in terrible condition but it was like a $10 cutting maybe. So I was really, really putting my wallet out there. <laughs> but she was very considerate about it, refunded me immediately and it was whatever. And then I started getting more into like, oh, okay, my friends are tagging me in these Facebook things and going into, into that route. But yeah, starting with things that have reviews, Etsy shops, eBay shops, if you wanna risk bidding up really high. And then really good websites and looking on YouTube, I think are really good starting points on where to start and know you're not going to be scammed for sure. You brought up a lot of things I like didn't even think about. I think definitely looking up the plant you want is such a big Mm -hmm. thing because so, I don't know, sometimes people have trouble knowing the difference between like a Hartley philodendron and a pothos. Like they look so similar. 100%. They are so similar. And especially with ones where their price tag is so different, you really want to know what you're getting into because if you find out, oh, wait, this plant actually sells for $20 and I bought it for $100, that's going to hurt so much Yeah, when you make that realization. So it's something that I definitely recommend to people is learn about that plant and learn what it looks like, especially if you're wanting to get into a trendy plant that you're like, okay, well, I know what this is called, but I don't know what it looks like and I don't know how to care for it but I know it's expensive. So I'll just buy it. And then you realize, oh gosh, it is not that plant at all. And I just got bamboozled. Yeah. I feel like there's such a wide spectrum too, of people who are really trying to scam you too. I don't know if you've ever heard of wish.com, but if you ever search plants on there, it's an absolute joke. It'll be like, is it really? I've never searched plants on there, but I kind of want to now purple orange and you're like that's like not even like a naturally occurring color in this plant so seeds for things that you end up getting weeds instead oh my gosh I had a friend who fell for that she's like oh I'll spend five dollars on these variegated monstera seeds that's so much better and I can just grow them they were like wild weed seeds like she grew them and she was like this is not what they're supposed to look like is it like no it is not oh man that's so dumb too that someone right? would even think of like doing that to other people Terrible. your preference just personal preference do you like to buy plants online or in person if I could buy them in person I would because mm-hmm. when you ship plants you have to deal with kind of the shock of being in a box for two to three days to sometimes more and the post office could be really hit or miss. And then when you do get them the acclimation from being in a box in a different climate to being in your home and getting used to your environment can really shock some plants. So there are some plants that I've had shipped to me that die. And it's like, well, it's just the plant, you know, the plant does not ship well. So I've tried to get those in person and it works way better. But 
So if I could, I would buy in person, Mm -hmm. but I do buy online a lot more. Gotcha. You mentioned they like have to acclimate to your home. Mm -hmm. What is your process? Like when you take it out of the box, what do you do to make sure it survives? So if I'm buying it from a person and I can message that person, I'll ask them before I'm like, Hey, what was your care for this plant? when it was in your it was in your home because it's so much easier to if I have a plant that was going to a terrarium and I'm going to try to keep it in my 50% humidity apartment mm-hmm. I'm going to need to slowly acclimate that down to getting less and less humidity every day until it can sit at 50% humidity and be happy so doing that if I get a certain plant I'll kind of keep them in their pot if they come in a pot for a week or so just so you're not stressing out the plant even more I'll just kind of let it sit and leave it alone leave it in a space that's away from my plants so that you're not bringing in a pest or something that you were not prepared for because some people don't know that they have a pest on a plant so it just it comes that way greenhouses have pests that they can't always treat so you just want to make sure it does not infest all your other plants and so I'll keep it in for a week or two until I'm pretty convinced that it's okay and give it medium light. Usually like sticking a plant right in front of a window when you first get it, they might freak out and sticking them in a dark corner, they're gonna freak out as well. So it's really giving them a very temperate thing. And when you look up their care beforehand or you ask the original grower of that plant what their care is, it's a lot easier and less stressful for you to then know, okay, this was grown in this condition. Let me see if I, how I can replicate it. If I can't replicate it, how am I going to slowly get it used to my environment? Or just say, screw it and say, all right, this plant's going to acclimate whether it likes it or not. And if I lose all the leaves, whatever, they'll grow back and then they'll totally be acclimated. I don't have to do anything besides watch it die off for a little bit and then it'll come back. These are like such good tips because these aren't things I would really think of. But I guess when you're spending a lot of money on some of these, yes. you don't want them to die. Yes. And when you do it enough times, it's, it definitely starts to come a lot easier. And those are things that you do start to think about. But yeah, especially when you're in the beginning of getting into more expensive plants and you're like, okay, I just spent three digits on this plant plus shipping. And now I'm going to get it here and I don't know what to do for it. How often do I water? What soil does it need? What light does it need? Mm-hmm. So, oh my goodness. Ugh. So it is something I think that is, is nice when I tell people, because I get a lot of people on Instagram that ask me lots of questions, which I do really like, but, and I'm glad I can help people because I didn't really have, or even think of using other people as an outlet when I first started getting into plants. Mm-hmm. I started mostly with kind of regular plants. So if it died, okay, I can rethink of what I'm doing and then change for the next plant. But once you start getting into expensive ones or now that Instagram is really popular and people start seeing these more uncommon plants more often, it's like, okay, this is my first plant ever. And it's a $300 plant. Ooh, oh no, I'm killing it. What am I doing wrong? So I... I really like that I started off with kind of easier plants. So I got more confident in my abilities. And then YouTube is a nice resource as well. So you can see, okay, how are people caring for their, for their things? But definitely 
buying plants online is definitely something that's been a little less, I think, talked about. So this is really fun that we're talking about this. Yeah, it, well, it's something I just don't know much about. So it's nice to like glean knowledge from what you've learned over the years. Yes. So what would you say, like the pros of buying a plant online? The pros of buying a plant online are definitely you get a lot more, you get a wider range of plants that you can buy than you could locally. There is tropical plants, there's succulents, there's just a lot of stuff that in your local area might not be very accessible to you. So it definitely opens up that accessibility and you get to meet a lot of different people. I think I made so many friends with people that I bought from because I really like how they package and I've taken that into my own account of, okay, I really like that this person does this. How am I going to package when I send plants to people? And I, the, the biggest pro for sure is just the accessibility and sometimes the price you can find better deals. Like I have people that buy plants from me in California that their plants are twice what they are here. So even though they could get them really easily in California, they're like, oh, I'd just rather buy it and ship it because it's going to be way cheaper. Those are definitely the main ones, accessibility and price and just variety of plants that you can get. And I didn't know that you sold plants as well and you'd ship them off to people. That's awesome. Yes. Well, when they get too big, I finally have to tell my heart it's time to cut them back because I cannot be having these humongous plants taking up all of my living space. So that's when I sell is when it's just too much. And I prefer to sell locally, but there have been a lot of times where I've shipped and it's kind of fun. Like it's like sending people a little present. So I like to include stickers and like really try to up my game so that I can be known as like a good, a trusted person to go to. Someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, no, that's super cool. And I'm sure the money you make can fund, you know, future plant purchases. Oh, it goes right back into the plants. Exactly. So I feel like you have really helped me out. I, I feel confident to go and Yay. buy my own. So Yay. just like as the last question, how can, for everyone listening, how can we keep updated with you? What are your social handles? So if you want to hear more from me and you want to follow all my plants, my most posted on account is on Instagram at Planted and Provo. You'll find me there posting little videos of my plants. And I try to post every single day showing new plants and giving lots of tips on my care and kind of my experience with growing them, which is really nice. I also have a YouTube channel called Planted in Provo. If you want to follow me on there, I'm almost at a thousand subscribers. Nice. Which I'm so excited for. I really want to hit that milestone. So if anyone wants to watch me on there, I have a couple of videos. And I think, I think that's all of them. I do have a TikTok, but I'm not really doing anything on it. So I'll, I'll leave that up. Basically you can find me anywhere at Planted and Provo. Awesome. And Provo is P-R-O-V-O, just in case no one's yes. familiar with that city. Exactly. It is a weird one. Or people <laughs> say Provo. So I'm glad you're in Utah as well. I can like, yeah. you already know. I got you. Well, thank you again, Chloe, so much for being on the podcast with us today. And teaching yes, us thank more. you for having me. Of course. My pleasure. 
thank you for being here and listening today, and I hope you'll join me next week. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can find the support link below in the description and donate. Or, I have some awesome Plant School merch, including stickers, shirts, and mugs, and the link to my shop is in the description as well. And if you don't want to spend any money but still support the podcast, share this podcast with a friend, either verbally or electronically. This will even qualify you for my giveaway. Just message me on Instagram at tinnyplant that you shared the podcast with a friend and you'll be entered in for a chance to win some goodies. Winners will be announced on the podcast. Again, thank you for listening and I hope you have a great week.